Welcome to This Month in Digital Money, the monthly news digest on stablecoins and CBDC-related topics. Welcome to This Month in Digital Money. I'm Sarah Palerovich, Executive Director at the Digital Euro Association, and today I'm joined by my colleague Conrad Kraft. Together, we're going to be giving you an overview of the most important pieces of news in the digital money space in August of 2023. The European Wholesale CBDC Trials to Use Real Money. Last month, the European Central Bank conducted its second working group meeting focused on settling DLT transactions using central bank money, including wholesale CBDC. The ECB clarified that upcoming trials will involve both experimentation and actual funds. The onboarding is set to begin later this year with the testing scheduled for the second quarter of 2024. While settling with real cash will be an option, it will only be accessible on specific days and for limited hours, exclusively intraday and not overnight. The experimentation phase has been allocated nine months, although a poll of over 50 commercial participants lean towards a preference for a six-month trial period. The trials encompass three payment options. The Deutsche Bundesbank offers a trigger payment choice linking the private DLT network to a trigger chain that initiates payments on the real-time gross settlement system. The Bank of Italy's TIPS hash link solution, in contrast, involves securing securities and payments in a different manner. The Banque de France introduces the wholesale CBDC token option, building on its previous trials and utilizing a CBDC ledger, specifically DL3S, as the exclusive CBDC repository. And settlement interoperability occurs across various DLT ledgers. Both the Italian and French solution necessitate the participants' national central bank to escrow central bank money for trial purposes only, not as a potential future solution. The trials exclusively cater to banks with access to the target payment system, and indirect target participants can join through a payment bank or cash custodian. The CBDC token option hints at the potential investor participation, granting them a read-only sub-wallet held by a bank. Investors can engage but won't initiate payments themselves as the bank handles that task. During the meeting, the ECB assessed participants' interests in various use cases. Delivery versus payment applications garnered more attention than payment versus payment. The public call for interest is forthcoming with the next meeting scheduled for September of this year. And now turning to Africa, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe is close to launching its gold-backed digital token. GBDT for retail use following its successful introduction for investors. Since April, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe has conducted 11 issuances, which represents 325 kilograms of gold. The GBDT tokens are backed by physical gold held at the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. With phase two of the project, these tokens will be used for transactional purposes as a safer, more convenient, and value-preserving medium of exchange. These gold-backed digital tokens come after the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe began issuing physical gold tokens last year, offering advantages of divisibility and increased security. Facing triple-digit inflation, Zimbabwe has been pursuing a central bank digital currency since July 2022 and plans to use the gold-based digital token as a basis for its development. 
Also this month, the Monetary Authority of Singapore has finalized and released its stablecoin regulatory framework. The rules outlined therein pertain to single currency stablecoins denominated in Singapore dollar or G10 currencies that exceed a value of over 5 million Singapore dollars. The framework includes key aspects such as reserve management, third-party attestations, issuer capital, stablecoin redemption, and disclosures. Notably, compliant stablecoins can use the MAS regulated stablecoin label, which is applicable only to tokens issued exclusively within Singapore. Foreign issued stablecoins remain usable under the so-called digital payment token legislation. Non-G10 stablecoins can also be issued in Singapore, but they're initially excluded due to potential liquidity concerns. Banks issuing stablecoins will not face extra regulation as long as their stablecoins align with the new framework. Tokenized bank balances, which are different from stablecoins, aren't covered yet, but the MAS could impose requirements on them later. The requirement for direct issuer redemption within five days may seem lenient at first, but it accounts for market stress periods when liquidation might incur losses. The MAS stresses that stablecoins lack deposit protection. Issuers can engage in token custody and transfer, but they cannot trade, stake, or offer interest-paying lending. The issuers must not have outside corporate investors or subsidiaries, which serves as a substitute for a rather comprehensive risk-based capital regime. The Bank of England has delved deep into understanding how a digital pound, a potential central bank digital currency, can foster innovation in its latest quarterly report. Recognizing the transformative nature of CBDCs, the central bank has put forth the view that the design of a digital pound will be crucial in harnessing its potential to promote innovation in various spheres, including technology, the creation of new markets, data management, and setting standards. Four fundamental ways in which a digital pound can bolster innovation have been pinpointed in the report. First, the encouragement of distributed ledger technology and privacy-enhancing technology can lead to technocentric transformations in the financial landscape. Second, the ability of the CBDC to create a two-sided payments network, opening up a plethora of untapped markets. Third, by implementing open banking-style data sharing for the digital pound, it can harness the power of data in a controlled, secure way. Lastly, the digital pound's ability to set the standard for how payments can function seamlessly is a critical area of influence. A key part of this is ensuring that APIs are interoperable and can be easily adopted by merchants across the nation. By taking these factors into consideration and actively promoting them, the Bank of England believes that a well-designed digital pound could indeed be the key to unlocking a new wave of innovation. In August of this year, a senior Russian politician outlined a Big Brother usage of programmable money. It was three years ago that the Bank of Russia first revealed plans for a CBDC with the ability to restrict certain entities' access, such as fraudsters. Now, a senior Russian legislator reiterated that the digital ruble will be programmable and allow for transfer restrictions. He specifically cited cases such as overseeing government contract financing and also parents controlling children's spending, for example, on school supplies rather than candy. 
However, the pilot phase of the digital ruble hasn't tested programmable smart contracts yet. And unlike Europe and England, which stress non-programmability at the base layer, Russia explores programmable CBDCs. The digital ruble pilot began in mid-August with 13 banks planning business usage in 2023 and consumer usage in as early as 2025. Recently, Sonara Bank initiated live digital ruble transactions with a pilot client group that is aiming to provide new state, business, and competitive opportunities. A survey by that specific bank found that most Russians are willing to use the CBDC, which is diverging from the findings of other surveys done on the exact same question. Was it for this month's episode? Thanks for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed it. Reach out to the Digital Euro Association via Twitter, LinkedIn, or our website to stay up to date with the latest news and discussions around CBDCs and stablecoins worldwide. Be sure to tune in next time and join us in, in the, the quest, quest to shape, shape the future, future of, of digital, digital money. money.